Amen. It's good to be here this morning, man. Yeah, you can see the evidence of God everywhere if you just really look, you know it? Very much so. Um, you got the nursery? If anybody needs a nursery, <laughs> get back to it, I guess. Um, keep in prayer for all the prayer requests, and I guess probably everyone knows this. You know, Cat and Lisa's boy, Peyton, had an accident Friday night, and uh, he's in Little Rock Hospital, and it killed the lady he hit. Uh, she was in her 20s, I think, or something, a young lady. Uh, so just pray for that whole situation. He's in look high. How much? 20. 20, yeah. And he's uh, Peyton's in Little Rock Hospital, and he's having surgery. He had surgery on his knee yesterday. I don't think he got nothing life-threatening, but he's, you know, banged up pretty bad. But just remember the whole situation. It's terrible. Uh, you don't realize, you know, how... Life is how, you know, I think the lady that, that that passed away, she was on the way up to take care of some dogs for, for people, babysit some dogs, you know, and it just uh, happened that quickly. So it can, life can change in, a, change in a heartbeat, amen. Amen. So just pray for that situation very much so, very much so. It's good to be here today. And like I said, I'm going to hold you long this morning. I may not even... I don't know if I can preach this morning. I've got just a lot of stuff I want to say, really, just a little bit. Uh, there's a scripture in the Bible, and I've read many times here, and I just don't, you don't have to turn over and read it, because when I read it, you'll know exactly where it's at. It's in Revelations, you know, but this is Christ. It's written in red. It's talking to the churches, and it says, and he told them, he's, you know, he said, I know your works. I know they are neither cold or hot. I wish it was one or the other, you know. I'm putting, kind of paraphrasing my own words. But said, because they have come lukewarm, and neither hot or cold, I will spew you out of my mouth. You know, we read that quite often, and a lot of people has, you know. And but you know, that's a scary verse. Amen. I don't know if anybody what I'm talking about. I mean, it's a pretty serious verse because a lot of times I think we may be lukewarm, and we don't think much about it. But Christ, their God said He would spew us out of His mouth, you know. Um, I was, you know, I was here, I've been, I've done it often. I was, last night I was up there at the park at the, where I live at over home and I was go up there, try to walk every little bit of chance I get to. The older you get, you got to do stuff to kind of keep your body in shape, I guess, and then not in very good shape. But I went up there last night right before dark and I was the only one up there and, uh, and I was just walking there. You look back to the west there and you see the sun just barely see the red glow of it. And walked a little bit, coming around where I walked out there, and you come on the side, the moon was just almost full last night, and it was coming up on, you know, you almost see them both at the same time. I thought, you know, how could people not believe there's a God? You know, I mean, you just look at that. And on other times, you know, you take, you know, a lot of people believe there's a God, but they don't believe about Jesus Christ. And that's sad. Because the Bible says, you know, you can't get to heaven unless you go through Jesus Christ, you know, except any personal Savior. But you look, you say that, you know, that song, the evidence and all this and that, it's everywhere. But, you know, I just got to look at that and I just felt so close. You know, a lot of times you can get out like that in places by yourself and just feel the presence of God and just feel close to him, you know, because you know that he's in charge. 
you know, we look at everything else and all the chaos going on. But when you see that, you know, when over here, and this has been happening for since time began, and it's still just like God told it to, and how beautiful it is, how beautiful it is to know that God is still in control very much. Yeah. So I believe that very much so. And I want to talk to you just a few moments. I said, we'll keep this not too long this morning, but in Acts, the 26th chapter, and I'm not, you, you can find this story in there, and I'm just going to uh, paraphrase it all a little bit. And it's where Paul was, you know, he had been taken in, and they was, you know, didn't know what to do with Paul, and, and Festus, I think, one that had him, and he went to King Agrippa, you know, and talked, you know, and said, no, I'm going to bring him here. I want you to hear what he got to say. And because they didn't know what to do with Paul. I'm putting this kind of way I look at it. And he talked to him. You get a chance all through, this, through the 26th chapter, you can find this story here. And he said, you know, as he talked there, and Paul began to tell him, you know, Paul, you know, had to begin, you know, the story that he went out, he persecuted Christians, and everybody knows that story and this and that. But on the way to Damascus, you know, the, we know that story, Paul which got changed, you know, and the big light, you know, to come down, Christ spoke to him, you know, and found out. And Paul was changed there. He told his story. So I guess he might say he told his testimony to King Agrippa. You know, and he listened to all this. And the 26th, 28th verse there, you know, I ain't got to hold the whole story. You could preach the whole message on this, but I want to read just one verse here. And this 20, the 26th, 26th chapter of Acts and 28th verse. It says, then, King, or says, then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuaded me to be a Christian. Anybody got that? Amen. said, Almost you persuaded me to be a Christian. And Take that and just think about that for just a moment. And we, you know, like I said a while ago, we believe there's people in the world that believe there's a God, but we don't really believe in Jesus Christ. The world don't. And I'm beginning to, you know, when I said that when I was thinking last night, I seen all this and I was up by myself and this and that, I was thinking about some things and I thought, you know, God's still who he says he is. Amen. He's still in control. His word is the same. It don't change. And last Sunday, as we preached here, last Sunday, me and Brother Roger and Roger talked about building the, alt, building the altar back. And I think, you know, and so I think a lot of times in church services, sometimes we're almost persuaded to use the altar. We're almost there. You know, I mean, you know, uh, I don't get to, I ain't been fishing much lately, but you know, I mean, we're here. Last few years, but I remember I first started fishing, you know, and fishing tournaments and this and that. And I've heard Flan say many times, you know, you, you come in second, you feel pretty good, but Flan said, well, that's just a first place loser. <laughs> I've heard fishermen say that. That's just, you're the first loser. And you get really you are in the whole tournament. But you almost persuaded me to do this. We've almost done this, we've almost done that. Man, I don't want to talk about. In another story in the Bible, and I'm just I'm scattered this morning a little bit, but you know, you heard me preach on it, and it talked about when Christ was hung on the cross. You know, they come and go. You can find this story in Luke twenty second chapter. You know, they talk and they crucified. They found him guilty. They 
you know the story. He wasn't guilty of nothing but just loving people. And they took him and hung him on the cross, and there was two thieves there. One was on one side and one was on the other. And you've heard, heard me speak on this. You probably all know what it says. But you know, as they were sitting there talking, as Christ was in the middle, and we've, you've heard me illustrate it, evidently they was pretty close together because they were communicating with one to another. And one of them on one side said, you know, if you're who you say you are, save yourself and save us. Then the other one said, you know, on the other side, he said, you know, he said, this man ain't done nothing. I see what he's done. He said, you know, he said, we're getting what we deserve. We get what we deserve. But this man ain't done nothing. Amen. And we look around today, we see all these people, we see everybody today complaining about everything. But last night as I seen that sun set, and I seen the moon come up, I thank God for Calvary. And you know, as Paul was, as uh, I said to you while ago, and King Agrippa said, you know, you almost persuaded me to be a Christian. You almost did. I wonder how short we fall on almost doing something. Matter what I'm talking about. I'd hate to get to judgment day as you got to, I almost knew you. I thought I was going to get to know you in church, but, but I didn't. I don't know what I was talking about. Amen. I had to think about, you know, this and that, and I think in this one thing, that, you know, we, 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 we get what we deserve. And today I'm so thankful for the God we serve that we're not getting really what we deserve. Amen. We're getting a blessing from God. Come on. And I sometimes don't think we realize how blessed we are because we dwell up so much on other stuff. But you look like, you know, I'm going to repeat myself again, but when I seen that last night, that big old moon coming up, and I looked on the west side, I seen the, this, still see the glow of the sun going down. I thought, man, I ain't got one thing to do with that. Man, ain't got one thing to do with that. And let me top it off this. Man, ain't going to have nothing to do to tell Jesus when he can come back. God's going to tell him when he comes to get his church. Man, ain't going to keep you here when God says it's time to go, it's time to go. It's time to go. So I want to just really quickly say this. As the thief was hanging on one cross and there the two criminals hanging on the cross and Christ in the middle. And the one said, you know, he said, you know, this guy ain't done nothing. This guy ain't done nothing. But he realized that this man was something special. He had to. Amen. He had to. To take what he took and hear him tell the world, I put this moan version, and I still love you. Amen. I still love you. When you do something stupid, he says, I still got you. Amen. But no one told him, ain't nobody done anything stupid in here. 
But in case you just last night, you know, has looked and seen that thing, I thought, your God still got me. I don't want to be almost persuaded that there's a God. I don't want to be almost persuaded that he had a son, Jesus Christ. I want to be like this thief was that said, God, or Christ, remember me. Remember me. Just remember me when you go in your kingdom. I just want you to remember me. I want God to remember or Christ to remember me. And I was going to, I know this ain't very lengthy. This ain't really preaching this morning. This is something on my heart. As I read that, and the king Agrippa said, you know, I almost persuaded me to be a Christian. Almost persuaded me. This close to being a Christian. This close to having eternal life. And almost this close to, to being in turn to that Jesus too. And Christ looked at the man and he said, you know, he said, today you'll be with me in paradise. I want to close with this. We read that story, read that verse, be it being lukewarm. We come to church and everybody, you know, I still believe I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. I still believe that. A lot of people, you know, churches now just sign your name on the book, you know, and everything will be fine. And you say, I don't know how to put this in words, but you can think about it. I got no excuse. You got no excuse. The Bible says life is here today. It's like a vapor. It's gone. And I don't know. I didn't know the lady that got it. It was in the wreck. But it never really crossed her mind that day. I think that my best I heard, she was a missionary. She was a godly person. I just know what I've told. I thought, man, she's got it made right now. Amen. If she knew Jesus Christ, and according to what the testimonies I've heard that she did, I thought, man, she's got it made. She probably wouldn't come back for nothing. And I get thinking about, you know, this one thief and this other thief, both had the same opportunity. One almost done it, but one did. Grippa told Paul, he said, you know, you almost persuaded me to be a Christian. I hope my prayer is today that you don't almost believe there's a God. You don't almost believe there's a hell. You don't almost believe there's a heaven, but you believe it's real. You don't almost believe that you got your everything under control because God's got it under control. God's going to call you one of these days, and we don't know when. Amen.
the Bible says, Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be the coming of the Son of Man. They were eating, drinking, giving marriage, all this until the day that Noah went in the ark. And I'm going to say one brief thing. I'll close that right to this. You would think, well, I know, I know the story. I mean, I, I can't. I know when Noah went in there, I know God sealed the door. The Bible says this and that. But you'd think when it started raining, they'd think something's happening. Amen. When it started raining, they could think, you know, when Noah said something about rain. <laughs> and it started raining, and it kept on raining, kept on raining, kept on raining. Something's going to happen. Amen. Anybody talk to us after that? I look at all Revelation and I said, you know, and they, we've read it for years and years and I've heard it back preach when I was a young boy. These things are going to happen and Christ is coming. Please get this. It's raining. Amen. It's raining. It's raining. And how much more it's going to take, I don't know. They didn't know how much rain it'd take to lift this big boat up, but it did lift it up. I'm gonna say this moan version. I don't know how much more stupidness God can take from this world. <laughs> He's gonna lift us up on these days. So don't almost be a Christian this morning. Be a Christian. Let's stand. Don't leave this church this morning. It's almost come to the altar. If you don't know Jesus Christ, come right now. Come right now. Every head is bowed. If you want to slip out, come on. Don't say, I almost heard it. Hey, man, anybody? Anybody at all? Every head is bowed, every eye closed. You just slip up your hand and say, just, I just need prayer this morning. I don't need to know what it, God bless you. On the other, there, there's, God, there's hands, God bless you. There's hands, God bless you, God bless you. God bless you. Let's just pray right where we're at this morning. Father, today in the name of Jesus Christ, we come to you thanking you today for this opportunity you've given us to be in your house. We thank you for your word today, Father. We ask you this morning, Father, to forgive us where we failed you. We ask you to be with our country today. We desperately need you today. We ask to be with each and every home that's represented here. Every man that's hearing the sound of my voice, Father, we ask you, ask you to anoint them today with your power of the Holy Spirit today. Every woman here today, Father, anoint them. Every child. We thank you for the children that we have here at our church, the youth group. It seems like it's growing, Father. We thank you for giving us the facilities, the blessings that we need that we can spread your gospel to them today. And Father, today, remember us. <laughs> remember those that's lost their loved ones today. We know they're grieving, they're hurting today. 
And Father, today we just love you so much today. And we just say in Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. I love you all.